Welcome to The Tipping Point. I'm Jimmy Evans, and I've got a great message for you today. Before I bring the message, let me just tell you, I've got some places that I'm going to be speaking. Let me just say real quickly, EXO Conference. We have an EXO Marriage Conference coming up February 11th and 12th, coming up real quick, at Fellowship Church in Grapevine, Texas. My dear friend, Pastor Ed Young, his wife, Lisa, wonderful people, wonderful pastors at the great church there. Fellowship Church. We're going to be there all day Friday on February 11th, 9.30 to 4. Have speakers all day long ministering to your marriage. Back that evening, 6.30 to about 9.30. Uh, I'll be speaking that morning. Uh, I'll be speaking that evening. Also, Saturday the 12th from 9 to noon, I'll be speaking again on uh, Saturday morning. We have our top speakers coming in for this conference. This is one of our premier conferences. I'm also speaking that weekend at Fellowship Church at 9.30 and 11.15 on Sunday morning. I would love to have you be there. I'd love to have you come and be a part of that. And you will love Fellowship Church and you'll love the XO Conference. I'm also speaking there at Fellowship Church. This is on February the 16th and 17th. Uh, and I'll be speaking there. This is the Creative Church Conference, the C3 Conference. 2022. Uh, and I'll be speaking on February 17th at 9 a.m. But the whole conference is going to be terrific. Just go on their website there and you'll be able to see uh, Fellowship Church website. You'll be able to see the conference and sign up for it. We also have our XO Houston conference coming up February 18th and 19th. And I'll tell you more about that next week. But that's coming up at Grace Church Houston. Pastors Garrett and Andrea Booth, wonderful people there. That's xomarriage.com forward slash conferences all day Friday till noon on Saturday, the same way. And so I'll also be doing an end time series with Pastor Ed Young at Fellowship Church. It's called When the Levy Breaks. And uh, Pastor Ed will be speaking twice. I'll be speaking twice. I'm speaking on February 27th and March 13th. And if you haven't heard Pastor Ed Young, he's a phenomenal speaker. And he's gonna be speaking on the end times. And I will also for that series. And you can go to fellowshipchurch.com to get more information. But we've got a lot of great things coming up. I hope that you'll be able to be a part of some of those events. Now, the message I have for today is called Overcoming Expectations for 2022 and Beyond. When I say overcoming expectations, I mean setting our expectations to overcome the times that we're living in, okay? And this is critically important because of the severity of the times that we're living in, depression and suicide and mental health problems are at an epidemic, and we know that. And so young people are suffering probably more than any other group of people. And one of the reasons for this is because the this is the most prophesied about period of time in human history, you know, about a third of the Bible's prophecy. Most of it relates to the times that we live in because it is going to be the worst period of time in human history. Mark 13, Jesus said, in those days there will be tribulation such as not been since the beginning of creation, which God created until this time, nor shall ever be, nor ever shall be. And unless the Lord had shortened those days, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, whom he chose, he shortened the days. And that's talking about the tribulation period of time when about three-fourths of the earth's population dies. And Jesus said they'd all died if God hadn't shortened the days. So this is going to be the most severe time in human history. Now, as believers, we're going up in the rapture. We're not going to be here for the tribulation. But listen to what Jesus said in Luke chapter 21. There will be signs in the sun, moon, and the stars, and on the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them from fear, and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers 
of the heavens will be shaken. Powers of the heavens will be shaken. That's talking about demonic powers. There's going to be a demonic war that's going on. But Jesus said, men's hearts failing them from fear. The word is phobos in the Greek. It means terror. It means fear. It means terror. It says literally men's hearts failing them. And this is what we're seeing. We're seeing the depression, the mental health problems, the, the demonic attacks. This, this, is, this is a time that we need to be in Jesus, that we need to have the full armor of God on. I want you to know that Jesus gave us all authority over the power of the devil, that we can overcome him at any point in time, but we have to be equipped. We have to know the battle that we're fighting and understand this isn't just an issue of the world and the nations and the weather and those things. It's an it's issue of demonic powers being shaken. There's a demonic battle that's going on. And so the way that we think in these days is critically important. Let me say it this way. Wrong expectations in these days can be fatal. Jesus said, men's hearts failing them from fear and the expectation of the things that are coming in the world. But see, the beauty of Bible prophecy is it tells us what's about to happen. So if and it's, it's encouraging. When you hear Bible prophecy properly taught, it's going to encourage you. It's going to leave you encouraged. Now, we're all sobered by the days that we're living in. But the times that we're living in are contextualized by end times prophecy. And Jesus said, when you see these things begin to happen, hey, look up. Lift up your head, your redemption draws near. So we're not getting depressed because of the end times. We're getting encouraged because the signs of the times that we're looking at, they show us some very, very specific things. So here's, here's the twofold importance of end time prophecy in our day. And the first is prophecy protects our expectations from fear and doomsday predictions. There's doomsday people out there right and left telling us that COVID, the, the worst of COVID is coming. I read in the news this morning, there's a new strain of SARS virus that's supposed to be more contagious and more deadly and all that kind of stuff. I just got over the Omicron version of COVID and it wasn't that bad. But they were saying when it was in Africa on its way to America, this was going to you know wipe everybody out and it's the worst thing ever happened, all that stuff. So if you listen to the doomsdayers, it, it, you're just going to get depressed. It could be overwhelming. I mean, it could literally be overwhelming. People are committing suicide because of the expectation of the things that are coming, and they're just overwhelmed with, with uh, COVID. They're overwhelmed with the economy. They're overwhelmed with the things that are happening in the world, the violence, all the wars and rumors of wars that are going on. So let's set our expectation. Okay, let's, let's just, just in case you haven't just really thought about it, I want, to, I want you to set your expectations for 2022, okay? So I want you to set your expectations related to the economy. The economy, the stock market is doing some really crazy stuff right now. And I think it dropped 1,000 points last week in one day, which was the largest drop that it had this earlier in the year, I believe, in history. And so here's what Jesus said about the economy. Again, this is so comforting that Jesus told us these things, as it was in the days of Noah. So it will be also in the days of the Son of Man. They ate, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, also as it was in the days of Lot. They ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. But on the day that Lot went out of Sodom and Gomorrah, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven to destroy them all. Even so will it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Now, this can't be at the end of the tribulation. Okay, because the earth is a smoldering ruin. Three-fourths of the earth's population is dead. No one's buying, no one's selling, no one's marrying, no one's planning a building. It's the end of the world. And so this is a time 
when Jesus is revealed to the church. This is a period of time when the rapture happens and the, it's business as usual. There, there is an economy. So will there be ups and downs in the economy? Yes, but I'm just saying all the financial doomsdayers and stuff out there, don't listen to them. Jesus Christ told you there's going to be buying and selling. There's going to be an economy. There's going to be planning and building and marrying and giving in marriage. And so those things relate to hope. You, you, there's hope for the future. You think there's going to be a future. In other words, in the days of Noah, they thought Noah was a nut and the world would never end. In the days of Lot, they thought that Lot was a nut and that the world would never end. But there was an end. And that there, God came and took the righteous out and then he judged the unrighteous. Now listen, for the unrighteous, there won't be an economy. For part of the tribulation, there's going to be an economy. We know the Antichrist is going to rule the world through the mark of the beast and all that kind of stuff. That's during the tribulation. We're not here. But I'm saying as a Christian, you just need to understand the world is not going to end. The world, the, there's not going to be the bottom drop out of the economy uh, the way that many people say there will be. There will be an economy. There may be some bumps and bruises, ups and downs, you know, but there's going to be an economy. The, the other thing is the tribulation. People telling us we're going to go through the tribulation. This is Jesus, Matthew 24. As it was in the days of Noah were, so also will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in the days of Noah, before the flood, before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and did not know until the flood came and took them all away. So also will be, will the coming of the Son of Man be? Then two men will be in the field. One will be taken, the other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken, the other left. Watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. And he's saying there that there's going to be, you know, the like the days of Noah, before the flood, before the flood. And in that day, two men will be standing in the field, one taken, one left. That's the rapture. That's the selective rapture. This is 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. They themselves declare concerning us what manner of entry we had to you and how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, who delivers us from the wrath to come. So we know that there's going to be an economy and we know that we're not going through the tribulation. So set your, set your expectation. That's why Jesus said, when you see these things begin to happen, hey, it's all good. Your, your redemption is drawing near. Here's another thing that we need to set our uh, intentions on, our expectations on. It's the unknown. The future and the unknown. There, there's many things. There are many things in my life I just don't know. What's going to happen tomorrow? What's going to happen six months from now? I just don't know. I know that Jesus is coming. I know there's going to be an economy. I know I'm not going to go through the tribulation. But here's what Jesus said in Matthew 28. Jesus came and spoke to them saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Okay, So Jesus is talking about the end here, and he's saying, I've given you authority, I'm giving you a mission, the Great Commission, to go out and make disciples of all the nations, and I will be with you always, even to the end of the age. Okay, And so I may have told this story before, but I'll, I'll tell it again. It was about a trip that Karen and I took. I think it was our 35th anniversary. And I had had a bad year. I just had a hard year. And I was just kind of waiting for the next shoe to drop. It was, I felt like, you know, all these bad things had been happening. I was just kind of waiting for the next bad thing to happen. And Karen and I were on the plane 
and uh, on the airplane headed to Hawaii for our anniversary. And um, uh, Karen reached over and patted me on the hand and said, are you okay? And I said, no, I'm not okay. I said, I just feel like the next shoe's about to drop. I just feel like something else bad's about to happen. And she was real comforting. And I sat there, you know, kind of looking out the window and I heard the Lord say this to me. Fear is expecting the devil to move. Faith is expecting God to move. And I think some of you need to hear that word today is that you get so beat up that you're conditioned that something bad's going to happen and you actually are expecting something bad to happen. That's the way I was. And the Lord, he completely changed the next year and that trip. That, that would have been a terrible trip if that wouldn't have happened. But the Lord just told me, Jimmy, fear is expecting something bad to happen. Fear is focusing on the devil. But faith is focusing on God. And what God said to me is expect me to move. Stop waiting for the devil to move. Expect me to move. Focusing on God. See, I am with you always. He's talking to you. He's talking to you personally. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. See, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but I know God's going to be with me. I don't know. I don't know all the answers to the unknowns. And the devil will come and try to stir up something and say something bad's going to happen. And this person's going to do this to you and you're going to lose your money and you're going to lose your job and this and this and this. That's just the devil. God is going to be with us. Here's what David said in Psalm 23. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you're with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. This isn't the valley of the shadow of a hangnail or a headache. This is the valley of the shadow of death. And David said, I'm not going to have any fear. You're with me. Okay. Psalm 16. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. I have set the Lord always before me. What that means is everything I see, I see through a God filter. If I see a giant over here, I put God between that giant and me, and I remind myself that God is here. And that giant is not bigger than my God. He may be bigger than me. He's not bigger than my God. Okay, and so fear is reality minus God. It just means I see the giant. I just don't see God. Faith is reality plus God. So when the 12 spies went into the promised land, uh, 10 came back and gave a bad report. And they said, those giants in the promised land are so incredibly big that we're like grasshoppers compared to them. Okay. Joshua and Caleb came out and they said, those people will be our prey. God has removed their protection from them. Here's the difference. The 10 spies looked at the giants and compared the giants to themselves. Never saw God. Joshua and Caleb went in and compared the giants to God. They, they, and see, I heard someone say this one time, stop telling God how big your mountains are and start telling your mountains how big your God is. It's just all perspective. This is what I'm saying. Set your expectations for 2022. And I'm saying God is going to be with us. There's going to be an economy. We're not going through the tribulation. Regardless of what anybody says to you, good things are going to happen to us we are not like everyone else. We have a God and he is a faithful father. He is a faithful Lord. He's, he promised us, I will be with you always, even to the end of the age. Okay, so we're going to set our expectations. But here's, so prophecy protects us from wrong expectations and doomsdayers. Prophecy also promises us incredible blessings to excite our expectations. See, it's the opposite of just not being full of dread. I should be excited. So let me talk about the marriage supper of the Lamb for just a minute because this is what's coming up. 
when the rapture happens, I believe that we're living in the days just prior to the return of Jesus. I'm talking about the rapture of the church. To me, is the most incredibly exciting thing in the entire world. I answered a question a few weeks ago about young people who don't want Jesus to come. Uh, my twin granddaughters and my 14-year-old granddaughter, at Christmas we had a conversation. And they all love Jesus. They believe in end times. Um, and they said, we, we wouldn't mind Jesus waiting, you know, for a while. And so we can get married, so we can graduate, so we can have babies. And I, I think that's completely understandable. I, I really do. I think I'd be exactly the same way. Um, but I can tell you this, when Jesus comes, we're going to enter into a marriage supper of the Lamb that is the most exquisite event in the universe. And we're going to be there for seven years. And we're going to see Jesus face to face. And we're going to be in his Father's house, which is the most incredible building described in Revelation 22 and 20, 21 and 22. We're going to be with Jesus for all of eternity. And I can tell you this, no one who sees Jesus' face and no one at that wedding will ever look back to this earth in regret or wanting to go back. Remember Jesus said, remember Lot's wife? When he was talking about the end in Luke 21, he said, remember Lot's wife? Lot's wife fell in love with the world and her focus was on the world. And the angels came to get Lot and his family out, but she loved the world more than she loved God. And she loved the world more than she loved righteousness. And she, and she turned into a pillar of salt. And Jesus said, remember that woman. This is not her home. This is not part of the reason that we get so upset sometimes thinking about the end is, you know, well, I just got my retirement. I just I just retired. Well, I just had a baby. Well, I just got the I just got my degree. Well, I just got this job that I want. We don't live. in. This is not our home. It, it can never be our home. I mean, even if Jesus doesn't return, we're going to die. I mean, you know, mortality rates 100 percent. Everybody's going to die if Jesus tarries. This is just a very temporary place for us. That's our home. And it's incredible. What Jesus describes is incredible. This is John 14, where Jesus is talking to the disciples about marrying them and us. He says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, and how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Now, to the Western mind, when Jesus is talking about, in my Father's house are many mansions, to the Western mind, that's just, well, what are you talking about? But to the Jewish mind, they knew exactly what he was talking about. The disciples knew exactly. He's, he's explaining a wedding. And so Jesus said, in my father's house are many mansions. I go to prepare a place for you. See, in a Jewish wedding, the groom left his father's house with a bride price. And he came to the bride's house and he paid the price for the bride to her parents. And he sat down with a glass of wine with the bride and her parents. They had a glass of wine. This is when they were legally betrothed. They didn't consummate it for about a year, but they were legally betrothed at that point. And the groom would say to the bride, I won't drink of this glass again, uh, this cup again, until I drink it with you in my father's house. That's what Jesus said to the disciples at the Last Supper. Then the groom went back to his father's house and built a huppah, uh, a place for his bride. And his father had to inspect it. It was typically about a year later. And his father would say, the groom would say, Father, is it time? 
And the father would say, it's not time. Father, is it time? It's not time. Then he would finally say, father, is it time? The, the father would say, it's time. Go get your bride. So the groom and his party would come down the street, typically around midnight, blowing trumpets and yelling. You know, the voice of an archangel, the trumpet of God. This is what 1 Thessalonians 4 says. And they would come down the street. The bride wore her wedding gown to bed. The attendants of the bride wore their wedding clothes to bed. She had to be, she had to be ready immediately. Okay. She, this is why Jesus said, watch therefore. You don't know what hour he's coming. So she had to be ready. So when he came down the street yelling and everything, she had to get up and get herself ready in just a matter of minutes. And then he took her back to the father's house. Okay. Now, by the way, the bride's price that Jesus paid for us was his life. And he told the disciples, I'm going to my father's house to prepare a place for you. And I'm going to go and I'm going to return. This is the promise of Jesus that he's going to return. And he said, I'm going to return and I'm going to take you to myself. I'm going to receive you to myself. That's a very important word. That where I am, you may be also. Listen, Jesus said, uh, two men taken. In that day, there will be two men standing in a field, one taken, one left. Then John 14 says, I'm going to receive you to myself. Those, that's the word paralambano. In both cases, the word taken is the word paralambano. The word receive in John 14 is paralambano. This is receiving us unto himself to be married with, to him for all of eternity. And I'm saying to you that is the bride, we are the bride of Jesus Christ. That's who you really are. You're not a plumber. You're not a stay-at-home mom. You're, you know, you're not a truck driver. You're not a student. That's not who you really are. That's just a temporary identity you have in this earth. You are really and truly the bride of Jesus Christ. That's who you really are. And the rapture and all of the end times, you really can't understand it unless you understand who you really are. You can't understand it until you understand the program. Here's the program. Jesus came from his father's house to the earth. He gave his life to save us because God so loved the world. God so loved you that he gave his only begotten son. Okay, And so Jesus died for his bride. The bride price was his life. And to show you how precious you are, see, you may not feel that special. You may not feel that important. You may, not, you may feel like something that you've done has disqualified you from God's love. That's why God loves us based on grace and not the things that we've done. I'm telling you right now that God is madly in love with you. He's madly in love with you enough to give the life of his son. And he's madly in love with you enough to live with you forever and to make you his wife. Okay. In Revelation 19, it talks about the marriage supper of the Lamb has come and his wife has made herself ready. Today we're his bride. But when Jesus comes and we go to the marriage supper of the Lamb, we become his wife. No more sorrow, no more tears, no more death, no more weakness, no more frailty, no more devil. We have authority. We have perfect bodies. We're at home with Jesus. We have a mansion in the Father's house. Can you imagine the average Jewish groom would spend about a year building the place for his bride? Jesus has been there for 2,000 years. Can you imagine how exquisite the house that we will have in heaven will be. And I'm just saying to you, we have a lot to look forward to. Set your expectations on God. Set your expectations based on what the Bible says. And don't let anything you see on the news talk you out of it. And so we're going to go now into the subscriber portion of the program. And I'm talking about some things in the news related to Israel uh, in the United States that are very troubling. 
Uh, we are now backing out of an agreement we made with Israel to help them build a pipeline to supply Europe with natural gas. I'm gonna be talking about that. I'm also answering questions for, if you're a subscriber, stay tuned, that's what's coming up. If you're not a subscriber, hey listen, just go to endtimes.com, $7 a month, $77 a year, you get the full Tipping Point show. Also, you're able to get all of the things that we send out, videos and articles that come out all week long uh, from our contributors and also from myself. Endtimes.com keeps you educated and encouraged on what's happening in the end times. Endtimes.com, $7 a month, $77 a year. If you're a subscriber, stay tuned.